Welcome to a playoff edition of the Hot Hot Hoops podcast. I'm Brandon Aperno. I'm making my return. I had a nice streak going, and then uh, and then we kind of got upended last time. So I'm back, and I'm happy to celebrate a monumental win with senior writer Matt Hannafin. Matt, just uh, lay it out for me, man. I can curse on this episode, right? Is do we have the explicit tag on? Again? I don't know. Do we have, do we have any do we have any sponsors? <laughs> I don't know. Because just the first thing I want to say is, holy shit, I just don't know what I, I still don't know what I watched. I, I, we're recording this on Tuesday, April 25th, uh, with the day after Jimmy Butler's 56 point, whatever the heck, uh, yeah, one of the greatest playoff performances in Heat franchise history. That's Hemi Butler. Hemi Butler. Uh, yeah, Hemi Butler, I should say. I haven't been able to process fully what I saw because it was so masterful. Uh, I mean, dude, Miami was down 12 with six minutes left. Yep. And Caleb hits a couple of shots. They get... They rebound. They start They start rebounding because, it, it, again, it was a little leaky in that game throughout. They only allowed one offensive rebound in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, like, Jimmy just took over. He went on, like, they, they went on a 13-0 run. Jimmy was obviously the biggest part of that. Um, then, of course, like, you see what happened. He hits the step back. He, hits, he pulls up for three to make it, I think, 108-107 or something like that. Then hits the step back jumper on the way down. Actually, no, I think that was... It wasn't one away. One of I think that was the Caleb three. But regardless, whatever. I don't care. He hits the he hits the three. Hits the step back jumper. The place is going crazy. I'm going crazy. I don't know what to say. Fifty six points on nineteen of twenty eight shooting. In a game where Miami was getting little to nothing from practically everyone else, outside of the moments from Caleb late, outside of Kyle's defensive effort in the fourth quarter outside of Duncan Robinson's few threes in the first half. Miami, for the most part, just practically got really nothing. And as you and I have talked about, and Syria and Dan, over these last several podcasts, that Miami just needs, like, way more from its supporting cast in a series like this, especially when Giannis is playing. Like, Giannis Giannis didn't look bad. He was. I don't know if he was fully healthy. But he still had 26, 10, and 13 oh, yeah. on 22 shots, which wasn't great. Chris and Drew obviously weren't good, but it's like this was a team that they had their backs against the wall. Being two down 2-1 two, in a series as the number one seed, their best player, the best player in the world, was coming back to play this game. And, again, Miami was down 12 with six minutes left. And through the power of Jimmy Butler – came back and won this game despite practically everything else that went wrong in this game throughout the first 42, 43 minutes, which was a fair amount outside of what Jimmy did in the first quarter, scoring 22 of Miami's 28 points or whatever the hell it was and scoring 21 in the fourth. Yeah. The, um, the heat, the heat, the heat did something tonight. And what I think, I think like we can get lost in the euphoria 
among Jimmy's big night. And um, I think we can get lost in what's happening in the playoffs and that kind of thing, because in the regular season, we didn't have this at all. At all. No, there's no, not at all. Like, I think it's worth pointing out that once again, the Miami heat won the three point battle yesterday. You know, um, uh, I'm looking at cleaning the glass right now on all threes. We ranked in the 72nd percentile with 40.6% made. Um, But what's really interesting is we ranked in the uh, in the long mid range. Um, we ranked, or sorry, we ranked in the 99th percentile in the long mid range category. So shots outside of 14 feet, uh, free throw line distance inside the three point arc. So 99th percentile. I wonder why. Um, yeah, I'm making 88.9 percent of those to Milwaukee's 20 percent. You know, so the Heat, <laughs> like, the, um, like they went nuts. Um, <laughs> and but like I have to credit, like this is not a surprise if like if. For Miami Heat fans, we've seen this in the bubble. We've seen it in key moments, in key games. Jimmy has that switch that he can turn on. Dude, I was I was talking about this with a friend this morning. Uh, we know what's coming in Game 5. And we know it's going to be like, oh, they hit 20 kajillion threes again. Oh, Giannis goes for... 60 oh like i i make that i i'm just i'm starting to be negative nancy for a second i'll get off it but game five i'm already bookending is like some like almost similar to game two because like where they don't miss a shot and it's just like again their backs against the wall it's in milwaukee it's just like nah Giannis is playing like no something stupid's gonna happen and miami's might get cracked like a lemon i have no idea i hope not but we also may have i also said that milwaukee was going to come out bigger and stronger and possibly win this game with force in game four too because their backs were against the wall they did do that for the first 42 minutes yeah but it didn't end up that way because of one single human not one okay that's being dismissive of like what caleb and kyle and co did down the stretch but one person Jimmy nearly scored half their points, and he only did it on 28 shots. Yep, 19-28. Yeah. And nine rebounds. Yeah. I tweeted something this morning uh, to contextualize all this. Let me pull up the stat again. Uh, Over 90% of the time, Jimmy was defended by either Drew, Giannis, Brooke, or Middleton per NBA.com's tracking data in terms of their matchup as their primary defender. So he was guarded by their top four, their top, their, their four best defenders, rightfully, for over ninety percent of the game. In the in those moments, he shot sixteen of twenty five. He scored forty three of his fifty six points. So when he was defended as the primary defender by those four players, yep. That again, sorry for the curse words, mom in Syria. That shit doesn't happen because he's going up against, especially when he's going up against three of the best defenders in the league. And Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis. It was an all-time, it was all-time great playoff performance um, by Jimmy. Right, right. And you don't see it, but and 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 I'm trying not to be a negative Nancy about this at all, all too. But it's like we've seen this. He did it in the finals. Jimmy can will you. He can will you almost four wins in a series. He's done. He's he's done it. But it's it's more or less. It's like what can, what what is Milwaukee going to respond with? And that's and that's where it gets a little tough because yeah you know Jan, uh, the Bucks the Bucks lost this must win game they had this game though if not for Jimmy just erupting then like <laughs> right then, then they had this game Giannis was fantastic 
he had a really great game. Um, and I think he was still uh, he had a very he had a good game. I would say double. Well, no, right, but I'm saying he had a good game, but it still looked like he he could have done. It looked like he was like 85 percent of what. Oh, we he expect from Giannis. Sure, eighty-five percent of Giannis, by the way, is fifty percent from the field. Twenty-six points, ten rebounds, right. thirteen assists, ranking in the ninety-ninth percentile in uh, in assist percentage. Like the guy is the guy is amazing. Right. And but the problem is right. that is and this is where injuries can hinder a team. Um, they Milwaukee is in a really weird spot. Milwaukee can certainly still win this series. Um, I know that teams up three-one win ninety-five percent of them. And I don't see the Heat dropping that many back to back. But at the same time, anything anything can happen because you know Jimmy can't do it all by himself. Like he can't. As much as much as I want Heat next next round, it just it just might might not happen. And you know that's a reality we have to look at. But I think something that never gets talked about with Jimmy Butler, and it's something that I think we should address, um, especially based on who they might be facing next round is that Jimmy Butler is 33 years old, right? But one, two, three, four, five, six, or about five of those seasons was under Tom Thibodeau. So Jimmy played uh, for one, two, three, four, uh, for about four years. He played nearly 40 minutes a night, you know? And, uh, and with that, um, like there's, there's players that are a certain age in the NBA and there are certain players who played for Tibbs who are really a certain age in the NBA. Um, Jim, the way Jimmy has handled it. And I know some stuff has come out today about like, uh, you know, where it's like he didn't play, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter a ton. Um, and that was in conjunction with Chris Brickley and what they were planning with the heat and stuff. Like Jimmy isn't a traditional 33 year old. He has a lot of, it's like Indiana Jones, right? It's, it's not the age, it's the mileage, you know, Jimmy has a ton of miles on him, but the way they've made it like, I know load load management is a you know is a is like Voldemort in some circles, but like the way they've load managed Jimmy this year to get him ready for the playoffs can give you something like this. And like also, let's not forget Jimmy was hurt last game. This, yeah, this, right, he blew he bruised his buttocks. He bruised yeah, his, his, his gluteus maximus was bruised, you know, <laughs> and he still got it done like this. And I think I think that's something like where we where we watched. We watched something special yesterday. I don't know what the rest of the series brings, but it's like, you know, like, you know, it's uh, I, it's funny now that like I find every broadcaster forgets the fact that LeBron did play in Miami because it's like the like I think a lot of players, they're like, you know, it's D Wade, Delonzo Mourning and Jimmy Butler, you know, as like the greatest playoff performers. And I'm just like thinking back to 2012 and watching LeBron go menace, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, like, right. um. Uh, but it, like you know, Jimmy was a complete demon last night. It's just it makes me wonder how many he has in him left like this because the Heat, like the Heat as they stand right now, are probably not making a finals run, but they're making some noise, and at least that's kind of fun to watch. But there's one player who I'd like to see make more of an impact, and you know who I'm going to talk about. And I know reports are coming in that he's battling a hamstring thing, and like you know he's been a little bit slower, so maybe that's the case. But it's one of my favorite players, Bam Adebayo, who is two-time All-Star, All-Star this year, who's just, you know, hasn't looked the part. And I know I know Jimmy's been out there saying, like, look, as long as Bam is making winning plays and, like, that kind of thing. And I agree. I, I agree with that. But I want my damn Bam 35-point playoff performance. It's time. Uh, yeah, he had a tough game. Uh, I thought he was better in the second half with his – 
Not it wasn't necessarily his aggressiveness that was bugging me the most. It was more so like I don't I don't even want to know how to like maybe like IQ it maybe like he's Bam's a smart player. Yeah. Uh, but there were some times yesterday, like yeah, he's not he he hasn't been getting to the rim a whole lot lately. And I think that's been pretty evident when watching him play and just evaluating his game. Like he's just, he's not getting there. And he, it's especially hard to do that against Brooke because of one, just how big of a human Brooke is. And two, they're always playing him in the deep drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Brooke is always camped near or at the rim. And there was a couple of times, even bam yesterday, like went up for a couple of dunks and you just got blocked. And it's just like, well, that's just a good play. That's not, that's Brooke. not that's no, there's nothing much you can do about that. Like it was one of the first possessions of the game. Bam gets blocked in the dunk on the left baseline. It's just like, you know, there's not really much you can do about that. But that's um, that's kind of gives a uh, weight to the rumor that his hamstrings bugging him because like um Bam is way more athletic than Brooke Lopez. He can jump higher, he can right, faster right. and stronger. Uh like that like have we seen the warm-up with UD? You know how high Bam jumps on that? Like, right. like uh, Bam doesn't look as athletic as he usually does. So I feel like there is some weight to that. Um, but also, you know, like you're saying, like the blocks don't help. And he's struggling being guarded by Brooke Lopez, who was a perennial defensive player of the year candidate. Let that not get lost. Brooks had a great season. But Bam was six for 16. And that's not great. But right. where it loses it is Bam also has been struggling to guard Brooke. And to guard Yanis, and this is usually to an extent. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, it's not. It's like, look, I hold Bam to a high, um, uh, like high standard defensively because he's been also a perennial defensive player of the year candidate almost every year that he sees minutes, except for when he was backing up Whiteside. You know, so it's like uh, I expect more out of him that way, and you know, like the Heat did not win in their traditional identity yesterday. You know what I mean? Not at it's all. Like. Like, honestly, um, like the defense wasn't spectacular. Um, Bam wasn't, you know, they didn't win it. They, out, they, they scored a team to death. And it's only because Jimmy Butler climbed up into the rafters, grabbed Michael Jordan's 23 jersey that's, you know, that's hanging on the weird side of the, of the Kaseya Center. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and pulled that down and then was like, I'm Michael, I'm Himmy. Uh, for the rest of the game, and that's what, and that's why the Heat won the game. Because otherwise, you know, nobody was nobody was spectacular last night. I mean, nobody scored twenty points except for Jimmy. The top scores last night were Bam with fifteen, Gabe with ten, Caleb with twelve, and then everyone else was in single digits. Right. No one scored more than fifteen points. No. No. Brooklyn or not Brooklyn? Milwaukee has Giannis. They have more depth. They have better shooting. They have more size. And again, Jimmy Butler in the end, like here's something that here's something that we need to discuss. Uh, Oh, like one, you mentioned the defense, just the team defense. I think when I looked at it this morning, I don't know if it's changed since because of just how the tracking data works, but Milwaukee shot 47 of their 97 shots or 48 of their 97 shots in the paint. Yeah. That can't happen. Like, I don't even know what the, I'm not a hundred percent sure what the efficiency was just as a whole. With, and the, in whole, the paint, they were in the Milwaukee ranked in the 88th percentile shooting 40% uh, within four feet of the basket. 
Well, I'm okay, right. That can't happen. That no. again, I don't at the at one point or at some point, the attempts in the paint matter more than and oh, actually, dude, just uh, in general. I'm totally, I'm totally wrong. Um, that was uh, that was frequency. They shot forty percent of their shots in, yeah. in the paint. Um, and there, and for accuracy, uh, they made fifty eight percent of them in the paint. That can't happen. Like at some point, I mean, again, a portion of that is off of offensive rebounds, which I've talked about before. That can't happen. Miami's been one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the league, but it's so hard when you're going up against Giannis and Brooke, who are just two just gigantic human beings. Yeah, but that. I mean, Miami did surprisingly enough out rebound Milwaukee by a rebound, forty seven to forty six. We'll take but it. just in general, that can't happen. Uh, it felt like even when they were struggling shooting the ball, it felt like Drew Middleton, obviously Giannis was getting his. Like it felt like they were getting to the rim a little too easily. Brooke was catching it in the paint plenty of times off of like lob attempts or just I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it above whoever's defending you because they're much smaller than you. And as we've talked about with the switching and sometimes how they how they scheme up the zone, like that can be a little bit of an issue at times. Uh, yeah. And again, off of off of rebounds, like the, the that that stuff, Miami's got to clean up. The bench and the supporting cast again, outside of Jimmy, like Caleb. Caleb, to his credit, was probably Miami's second best player last night. He was, and I would say it by a fair margin, he was really, really good, especially down that stretch. Remember the offensive rebound? Jimmy missed that three. He runs all the way across the court, grabs the offensive rebound, saves it. Jimmy passes it back to him. For some reason, Caleb Martin has dragging his balls on the court because he takes a a, a two with a foot on the line because it's Caleb Martin. Yep, and he makes it with Giannis just directly in his grill, and it's just like. It's one of those no 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 yes type. It was a, it was a, it was a heat check. Um, right, right. It was a heat check. He makes that, and then he hits the three. I think a couple possessions later, and it's just like he was really good down the stretch. I think again, I can't, I, I can't stop thinking about, especially in the final six or seven minutes, how good Kyle Lowry's point of attack defense was, and how he was able to contain the ball handler. Which, to his credit, I've I've been critical of Lowry this year. You know this. I know. I, I think know. most of us have been. You're, you've been one of the the last last guys on the hill. But what do what do I? You know, I, uh, for our loyal listeners, however few that we have, um, if they, if they go back and listen to a few episodes, um, we were talking about how Kyle wasn't getting any minutes in the fourth quarter, and yeah. my big point on that was why isn't Kyle Lowry getting minutes in the fourth quarter? He has proven time and time again in the biggest moments that he is an incredibly clutch player in those situations. And I think we saw it yesterday. Yeah, uh, we did see it yesterday. But, but that's that's a great thing to highlight. And, I mean, I think one thing that I really want to highlight here, too, um, because it was actually a friend who texted me and asked me, when did Duncan Robinson become good again? Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what? Duncan Robinson wasn't spectacular last night. But Duncan Robinson did something that he like that we hadn't seen for almost a year and a half. And that's that's his job. He did his job. Well, the first the first I wouldn't say like the first half for the most part was fairly good, especially when Miami wasn't generating many off like much offense at all outside yeah. of Jimmy. He hit, he came in and knocked down a couple of threes, and it was just like Jesus. Okay, finally Miami's making some yeah. baskets. Well, it wasn't. It was mostly just him. 
Sure. Outside of Jimmy, at least it, that's what it felt like. Um, again, I know Bam had a, like maybe a couple baskets or two in that stretch. I know Haywood Highsmith hit a three at the end of the first half. Um, yeah. I think I'm, I think Martin had a, maybe a basket or two early in that first half, but like it was mostly Jimmy being Jimmy and Duncan coming in and hitting a couple of much needed threes to kind of, to kind of stem some of these bucks runs. Cause remember they came out and punched Miami in the mouth. Oh, they Miami wrestles they back. With, I remember that. I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet. Yeah. You're absolutely right. They came out and they punched us in the face, but I don't need Duncan. Like Duncan's not going to play defense. He's like, he's bad at it. And that like to his credit, that's not his weapon. I need Duncan yeah. to come out and do exactly what he did yesterday. Three for four uh, from three. Um, I need him shooting 60%, you know, like total. I don't, I did like, honestly, he shot five shots yesterday and three went in like, okay, I'll take that, you know, like, and you know, if uh, once, uh, and, and that's it, I need you for instant offense and I don't need you for much more, but that's where his value is. And like to credit to Duncan Robinson doing this on the world stage on national and like getting the wind and Duncan Robinson become good again, will if we'll generate trade value for him in the off season. Um, really <laughs> bummed about- and Max, especially when Max Struess had one shot and played 17 minutes and wasn't 17 minutes defensively and he, at all. 17 minutes and he put up a trillion. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah. that's rare for Max. Just, I like Max Drews. I think he plays good defense. I think he's a decent finisher at the rim. Like, uh, uh, and I think he hits shots well, but I mean, what he shot one shot yesterday and like, he didn't have an impact anywhere. Yeah. And I mean, also like, Yesterday wasn't the best. These last couple of games have just not been the best Gabe Vincent games. No, but Gabe of, like, it feels good. like he's been trying. It feels like he's trying to, at times. And this is also just to the fall of trying to support Jimmy. It feels like at times he's trying to do too much. I agree. And it's like he's getting the thing with the good thing with Gabe that I like that he did yesterday was he still got two spots. Yep. Some of the shots just weren't falling, but it just felt like at times when the ball was in his hands, it it was getting a little out of control with like maybe some like it felt like the offense was discombobulated and some of the turnovers that occurred, some of the what 15 turnovers that Miami had, I think that's what they finished with. He had five of them. Like some it was just those little mini mistakes. And it's like Gabe's not a bad player. He's still defending fine. Like oh, I'm yeah. not, I don't have a problem with that. He's still getting to his spots, which is fine. He was we one of the only other players to get into the ten points. You're right, right. But like, it just felt like at times. I mean, he did have eight assists to his credit, but it just felt like at times, right. He was trying to do a little too much, and again, that's okay. I mean, four it, for thirteen. I mean, four for thirteen for the field, right? Like, yeah. Again, like, some of the I, shots that he was getting yeah. were good looks. They just weren't falling, and so it's like if that's the case. Yeah, that doesn't show up at the box score at the end that they were open looks. But that's I could that's something in the end that I could honestly live with. But like again, just there was a few there was a few separate times where I'm just like, okay, maybe just get the ball in Jimmy's hands or get the ball, I don't know, in Bam's hands or whoever else is on the floor, just so we're not trying to do too much. And at least that's how especially how it felt like in game three at the beginning of game three. Um, I agree. But there's one guy who I was impressed with last night. And he's someone I want to talk about because he is probably one of your favorite players on the Heat. And that's Haywood okay. Highsmith. I, I don't want to say he's one of my favorite players. I enjoy yeah. watching him play defense. You love Haywood Highsmith. <laughs> I don't love Haywood you Highsmith. Love him. I, 
I have pitched a couple of times. I have I've tried to get I've tried to get your guys' thoughts. Not saying I would have done it because I don't think I would have. I'm like when I after I think it was a game one or game two. I was like, hey, why don't we maybe throw Haywood Highsmith either in the starting lineup or in the rotation? I don't love Haywood Highsmith. They're leaving him open for a reason. I'm not. I don't love Haywood Highsmith. I like watching him play defense. Mm-hmm. I think he's. But that, that's what he, that's what he does though. And and like watching the right. game last night, I like and rebounding too. Yeah, he's, and he's been very good on the glass. And he came in yesterday and he hustled and he hustled yep. well. And you know what? I'm watching the game and I, this will be, I'm very honest about where I'm wrong. And you know, if I, if I mess up in that kind of thing. So when I'm watching the game and I'm like, fuck, Matt was right. <laughs> Dude, I promise you I'm not good minutes. I, not to say I don't like him, but I, I, I don't, he's not one of my favorite heat players. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> but look, man, um, I would say, um, look, I want to take a quick break for a second just because this is a rare moment for us and we don't usually have it. Uh, but um, as we continue to grow and everything, um, we have a little bit of a sponsor today. If you go to breakingtea.com slash hot hot hoops, you can get yourself a Jimmy Butler Hemi tea, um, which is stylized in the Miami Heat font with, you know, Hemi. Uh, really cool. Um, you know, if you want to rep, uh, if you want to rep your squad, uh, during this, what's hopefully a deep playoff run, you can go ahead and do that. Um, and, and yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully, um, for the first of many sponsorship announcements for the pod. Um, you have to see but, if I have any Haywood Highsmith love tweets that. Yeah, I want to see some Haywood. I'm, I'm just not, kidding. I'm oh, you're going to go delete them. Uh, no, know. I'm just kidding. I'm Listen, not going to find the receipts. Find the receipts. Uh, <laughs> Um, I do like Haywood Highsmith. I mean, I do like some of what he provides when he's out there for, I mean, yesterday it was 14 minutes. Did you I don't know if he should be in the playoff rotation, how much he should be involved moving forward, but. Hey man, like, um, like I the way I looked at it yesterday is Duncan Robinson can give you offense. Haywood Highsmith can give you defense and without Oladipo yep. or, uh, or hero, then you use them interchangeably and you play them to their strengths. And I think that's what's supposed yep. to. Um, there is a yep. really funny moment from yesterday that I want to bring to your attention. And I think, you know, the one. Uh, Caleb Martin hit a three yesterday, and um, and Myers Leonard. <laughs> oh, I did Bucks, see this on the Bucks bench. Oh, there we go in and got up and cheered. I don't know if he was in autopilot from all the years spent in uh, the <laughs> arena, but um, that was hilarious. He also never played with Caleb Martin, which yeah, made, he, yeah, made me laugh a little bit. But he got up, stood on his feet, and put his arms up in the air. And it made me chuckle, um, you know, uh, and, you know, Goron's on the bench, too, just loving every minute of, you know, getting a uh, getting a courtside seat to to Jimmy uh, putting up 56 points, too. Uh, and I, wonder, yeah, you know I wonder what their reactions are to that. I mean, obviously, they're like, well, this sucks. But. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, look, Jay Crowder, Goran Dragic and and uh, and Myers, um, all key pieces of the bubble run, like. By the way, you know, and it's like I think I think seeing it on the other end must suck to a degree, um, especially when they're not getting minutes. They can't contribute, and they were key key pieces to Miami Heat. So it's like I look back at some of the stuff, and um, it's like when Jay Crowder signed with Phoenix, you know, it was a little bit of a bummer because uh, I wanted him to stay in Miami, and it's just like I think it must suck for him seeing like the role he could have had on the Heat. You know, um, I think it. I think I think uh, it sucks for Goron knowing how much he still would like to be there, you know, like so much so yeah. that he was attending uh, games in street clothes as a fan last season, before he signed with Chicago or sorry, before he signed with Brooklyn. 
Yeah. So Scoron's journey uh, since Miami was Toronto, Brooklyn, uh, Chicago, and and now Milwaukee. You know, so four different teams since. Um, and yeah, for for Myers, um, obviously he's been he's he's gone through the ringer and stuff. But like, all credit to him. Yeah. He he owned it and he did a lot of work on himself as well. So I think we got to give credit to that. But uh, yeah, like his. You didn't like the Mo Harkless experiment from two years ago. I want to talk about Mo Harkless. I don't want to talk about Mo Harkless. I don't want to talk about Avery Bradley. I don't want to talk about Trevor Reza. I I'm angry. Trevor Reza. I'm angry at all of that. <laughs> Um, well, like, it's okay because the Miami Heat now have Caleb Martin. They now have uh, Gabe Vincent. They now have Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So, I mean, well, they still have Jimmy Butler. Duh. I don't know. Why, I don't know why I just said that. I just was looking at names. I mean, they now like, have Haywood Heisman. Boom. There you go. Watching watching Trevor Ariza play in that series that we got swept by the Bucks made me want to go find Henry Walker somewhere and just sign him to a ten day just so we can get some offense. I think the moment I checked out, not checked out, literally, I mean, I still watch the games, but like the moment I thought this was like the worst season that I can remember was when Bielitsa was getting uh, MVP chance. I think it was, it was either game three or game four. I can't remember which one, but I don't Listen, well, let's not let, no, we're, no, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to no, end this podcast on a we sour note. All right. We're not we, doing, but we can, because we, we all went into like, based on the heat season, we just watched we all went into this series thinking we got repeat. Like, come on, man. You're not going to lie to me and, and like say you were excited for the Heat to play the Bucks in the first round. I think I think all of us would have rather uh, at the time the Heat got themselves a nice 14th uh, 14th pick, you know, and just you know and sat this one out. But we would have been robbed of some incredible moments, and we weren't. So I'm listen. I'm the biggest dumb idiot. I I I think I put it. I copied one of my tweets and I uh, subtweeted Surya, who's at the game. He's like, because he mentioned something about like the, the basketball experts putting uh, the Bucks in four, five, and six, and I had Bucks in five, and I was like, and I in parentheses when I did that because I think I commented under uh, under uh, Naveen's tweet, yeah, and I was like, no, Bucks in five, but that's being generous to Miami, uh, and so no, I'm the I... biggest, I'm the biggest dumb idiot. And I'm perfectly okay with being the biggest dumb idiot in this context. I mean, I make fun of myself all the time. It's okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't think the Heat were going to win this. I said the Bucks don't. No. Not even, no. Like, same, same as you. Same as you. And it's an edu- it's an educated guess uh, based on it. Like, yeah, I only had the guts in game one uh, to, put, <laughs> right. to put money line, to put money line bet on the Heat. I didn't do it yesterday at plus 450, and I wish I did. Um, Are you going to do it tomorrow? Um, probably not. <laughs> not because I don't believe in the Heat. Uh, but I believe in Giannis. <laughs> right. I Just put all the, the power, Giannis props over. I believe in the power of sports massage. So, yeah. so I, I feel I feel like you might be ready to go. But yeah, man. With that with that being said, um, and as we look to close out the pod in just a couple minutes, what we saw yesterday was, um, I you know was one of the best, if not the best, like Heat playoff performance by a single player. I still I don't say it's the best like i wouldn't say it's the heat uh like the best playoff thing that i've seen a, a heat team do because i don't think it is you know like I, I think it's easy to forget that um Dwayne wade put up the best statistical numbers in a finals ever in 2006 and i got to watch all of that and i was very i was like i was just a i was just a wee lad but uh i enjoyed the hell out of it and it left a mark on me that made 
me a Heat fan. Well, I was already a Heat fan, but it made me like it, it put Dwayne Wade in the upper echelon of my favorite player ever. Because at the time, yeah. I just like I loved Allen Iverson. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. And D Wade was like, "Move over, Allen." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, uh, with that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, and we've seen LeBron do crazy shit. We've seen Ray Allen's game six winner, and we've seen these all on the highest, highest possible stage. We've seen LeBron do crazy things in the finals. We think D Wade do crazy things in the finals. So I think, you know, as much as like, I love this 56 point performance and stuff, it was, I think it's, uh, it's, we also have to give it context and it is round one, you know, but then at the same time. Right, eight seed versus one seed. So what Jimmy did yesterday was was spectacular, um, and it definitely like I, I don't know. I, I, can we retire the number? I feel like I feel like he's done enough. No, I I would retire it. Yeah, I, like right, I like right now. Uh, I want to I want to see I who's, worn, who's worn number twenty two for the Heat aside from Butler. No, just piggybacking off that. I mean, just in, just in terms of the games that I've watched the playoff games that I haven't, again, I haven't watched every single heat playoff game ever. I'm not old. I'm young. Uh, but in terms of the games that I have watched, I did watch LeBron's 45, 15 and five against Boston in game six of 2012. Mm-hmm. Obviously I watched uh, that Spurs series, especially what he did in game six and seven. I watched uh, Jimmy Butler, what he did obviously in the finals in 2020. Yep. I vividly remember the 47, 8, and 9 against Boston in game yep. six. Last night, even though it's the first round, 56, 9, and 2 on 28 shots is on par. Even regardless of the like circumstances, where they're at in the playoffs, whether it's Eastern Conference Finals, second round finals, that is on par, if not the best that I have personally seen in my lifetime. I didn't get, I'll disclose it, I didn't get to watch Wade in 06. I had to, I've had to rewatch those. I have, but I, I didn't get to see it live. Right. This is like among the ones that I have seen live. This is, or at least live, like on my couch, not at the game. Cause I, I've never been in my, but like I, this was on par with some of the best that I've ever seen. Like oh, yeah. seriously, it was, it was, especially it given was... the circumstances of who he's going up against, how he's doing it against their four best defenders. And the stakes that were at, were at stake, even though the series isn't completely over yet. Because yeah. Miami, I'm still terrified of Giannis. Can Milwaukee win three straight games? Absolutely. Is it impossible that they can't or whatever? Like this series to me is still so far from being over. It's un, it's not even close. Even though Miami has to win one more game, well, Milwaukee, the best team in basketball, who won what 57, 58 games in the regular season, they can win three straight, especially when. Giannis, Chris, and Drew are all playing well, and they have two of their next three at home if it makes it that far. Yeah. Who who's, who's, right. who's to say it will or won't? I have no idea. I told you guys this uh, before the series or, like, during the series. Miami could be up 3-0. I'm still terrified of Giannis. That's just that's just how this is. That's just yeah. how my brain is. And it's like last night was awesome, and I think Jimmy's performance, because of the circumstances, I think yeah. – made it all the more awesome and incredible. And I think just to contextualize all of that, it was uh, on par with some of the best, greatest heat playoff performances I've ever seen. One of the best, one of the best playoff performances I've seen. And I think we can, we can pretty much wrap up there because uh, 
I don't have anything to add to that, except that we can't retire Jimmy's number because Luke Babbitt wore it. Oh yeah, he was twenty-two. I have yeah. a Babbitt jersey in my closet. I can go get it. Yeah. But I, I have, I, I don't have, I don't have the uh, twenty-two. I have when he wore five and uh, seventeen. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I forgot. Thanks. I forgot he wore twenty-two. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, listen. From one goat to another. Exactly. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, and uh, hopefully, we have a, a more happy podcast again uh, after next game. We'll see what's up. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me.